I still really dig that intro. Me too. You know? Yeah, me too. Uh, unfortunately, we had plans to update it, but we are technologically illiterate in the sound engineering department at ATC. And recording. And recording, which is why we still do stupid shit like yell in the beginning of the intros. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll stop doing that. I don't think so, man. I think it's like a calling card now. I think we just let it ride forever. I don't know. I can't I can't imagine that if we get somebody to introduce us in the beginning, it would sound any cooler than what it already does. Yeah, maybe that's a good point. You know? I mean, we can we'll figure it out because like I said, we have the recording. It sounds nice, but we just got to edit it and figure it out. Eventually. One day. And one day. One day. Uh welcome to another episode of Around the Cooler ATC just a Frank and Brady special today. It finally happened. We kicked E out, that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we didn't. D is unfortunately not going to be joining us today. Working a quadruple shift at the winery, I believe, <laughs> yeah. right? Man, dude, that I can't imagine the work he puts in at the wineries. As a bar back? As a bar back. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for the better part of the last 15 years, so he's got to be pretty good at it, yeah? Dude, you got to be so good at that. Oh, man. I mean, I, do you know, I don't think I told you this story, dude, but one, <laughs> so I actually did get hired as a bar back at one point. Really? At a winery? Yeah, it, at Ponte, the winery D works at. Oh, shit. And uh, Obviously, so it didn't last very long. It did not. <laughs> it lasted two weeks, and I got out of it by, I basically quit slash got fired because I faked pink eye. I put tooth. I literally went like full blown, like committed to this, to this fake story. Okay. And I put toothpaste in my eye to get pink eye, pink eye. Okay. And I called up one of the managers and I was like, "Hey, I'm a, uh, I'm not feeling too hot. I think I got pink eye." And we were going back and forth, dude. I don't remember, you know, semantics of it, but he basically just was like, "Yeah, don't bother coming back, dude. It's fine." What? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Thank let you. me let me get this straight. So before you called out, you put toothpaste yeah, in yeah, your yeah. eye. Because I thought, I thought I was going to have to go in, dude. As if like the conversation was going to like. Because like, I thought cause I thought I was going to have to go in. I okay. thought I was going to have to go in. I thought they were going to try and make me go into work. So like, okay, well, if they make me go into work, I'm going to have my basis covered and I'm going to have a fucked Damn, up eye. Yeah, you really went into that. <laughs> yeah, I did, dude. How much did that hurt? I can't imagine. It didn't thing. hurt at all, bro. Really? Yeah, it didn't hurt at all, man. It was fine. Just wow. Just made your eye a little red. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. But, that he just told you. But they're all, yeah, yeah, out. it's okay, man. It's fine. Just stay there forever. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Oh, man, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what else is fucked up, bro? Devin A-Chain. Oof. We're going to get into some news now, guys. Devin A-Chain, unfortunately a favorite of Around the Cooler. Big time. Got injured in his last preseason game against the Texans. He left uh, with an injury. The severity of the injury is unknown at this time. Um, but we will find out hopefully at some point down the road. It, I am a little curious though, overall with that Miami backfield, the way they looked in general, because even the backup, I don't even know how to say his name. Savad Ahmed. Yes. Looked better than him. And I think if you look on the Miami website right now, he is listed above a chain on the depth chart. So you have what? Mostert, Wilson, Ahmed. And then A-Chain. I think A-Chain was coming in slotted as a third down back slash receiver hybrid, though. Yeah. At, 
I mean, I think we could agree, you know, that he was probably going to make the leap over Ahmed anyways at some point. Sure. And I think the whole kicker there was the way that he was going to be used in certain packages. But again, hopefully this injury isn't too serious and we still get to see that because I love me some A-Chain, man. I want to see what that guy can do. Yeah, me too. And I was just so stoked that I landed or I got that pick right in the draft. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing you've gotten right in probably the last 10 years. I got my wife right. Shout out to you, Nede. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you're nice. listening. Did you do something wrong today? Is that why no, you did no, that? Did no. you, have you upset her? Are you in the <laughs> no, doghouse? No. Bro, if you need to crash no, her, you no. could just ask. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, bro. No, we're no. just kidding. We're but, just kidding. Uh, yeah, we will keep you guys updated on Devin A-Chain and his injury as we find out more. Another big news, Sam Howell, named yeah. the starter of the Washington Commanders. As a Sam Howell dynasty owner, sir, owner this made me very uh happy, happy as boy. a newly sam howell dynasty right. owner whom i just traded for for the listeners i just i just shipped off a first round 2025 pick and did i ship anything else off nothing just a first round pick for sam howell and a second round pick next year so not a huge move but it I could mean, be it could be you so. never know i mean i think uh i don't did you watch the game on monday night against the ravens Yes. So he got a lot of run, and he looked good. He did. He I did. don't know. I don't know how many of the first team starters were on defense for the Ravens, but he looked good, man. And it, I, I, you know, when I saw him, it was clearly evident why Ron Rivera named him the starter, because it looks like he has some moxie to his game, bro. He, he definitely does. He. Um. So the funny thing is, though, it didn't look like he was Ron Rivera's guy, kind of in camp. And all that until he, you know, recently named him. But it, I feel like they're still unsure because it took them this long to kind of name, anoint him as the starter, even after what he did at the end of last year. And so I could potentially see this being like a short lease situation if he comes out and he struggles. Might pull that leash pretty quick for Jacoby Brissett. I mean, but who knows? Let me reverse this on you now. So let's say he does well. Does that completely change the way GMs? And ownership look at the way they draft QBs. Oh, because he was a no. fifth round quarterback, dude. Yeah, but I think that if correct me if I'm wrong, because you know college better than I do. Prior to the year that he did come out, he was looking like he was going to be a first round draft pick, right? Sam um, or a higher draft pick. I think. Yeah, and I he think did a, terribly. And I then think he slid. I think a lot of people maybe labeled mislabeled him as a first round pick for sure. Okay. I think the fact that he f- fell to the fifth is a boon to Washington. I think he's better than a fifth round pick for a quarterback. Sure. I think I think I had him not as a first. I didn't have him a first round pick either, but uh, I it was hard to see him fall past like third round. Right. Like I think third, fourth tops. But yeah, man, he fell to the fifth. But yeah, I think it's interesting if you know he does do well. That's why I posed the question to you that like, do you completely re- reevaluate if you're an owner or a GM the way you? No, it always seems like there's there's a guy that pops in every draft class in those later rounds. Yeah, that outperform the first round, first and second rounders. So, I think this is just more of that situation that they found potentially a diamond in the rough. I think, uh, yeah, and I, I also think that landing spot has a lot to do with it. Coaching has a lot to do with it, which is ironic because this is a terrible <laughs> situation. Yeah, we'll be enemies there now, right? Right. Let's not forget that. Right. And. He does wonders for offenses, so maybe he can turn so, Sam Howell into something special. 
doesn't really move the needle for me in redraft. I'm not really going to roster Sam Howell. I mean, maybe in a two-quarterback league, late rounder, he's on my bench. But other than that, I don't really see see much here. Something yeah. to keep an eye on in Dynasty for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. I think, you know, I think Sam's going to be one of those guys. I don't think he's going to get drafted in redraft, and he's going to be one of those floating QBs throughout the season that you can pick up on the waiver wire every other week. Like week and just eight. rotate in and out, which I will touch on a little bit later. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to hear about that. Yeah, Case yeah. Keenum and yeah, yeah. Yeah, those three guys. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like you said, definitely keep an eye on him. You know, the enemy's there now. They could do something special without offense. They have talented playmakers there. And uh, we'll see what the enemy does with those playmakers and him. So question, now that we mentioned the enemy being there, Coming from a system in which he worked with Patrick Mahomes, who li- historically likes to move around a lot. Are you about be... to compare Sam Howell no, and Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm just Mahomes. saying, like, <laughs> maybe they're going to get this guy out in space a lot more, and maybe it could be good for him. Maybe. He did, you know? use, yeah. Uh, use his legs a little bit? It, yeah, I was going to say, he used his legs uh, quite a bit in college, if I remember. Um, I think D, our jackass friend that's not here today, compared him to, like, a super, super poor well, man's, well, he's out. Poor he, man's he'll, Josh he'll, Allen. He won't be here again. Yeah, he's, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he yes. has a little Josh Allen in his game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that comp, too. That's so. a, I think that's a terrible comp. I mean, it's a stretch, than, of course, but I think they're just comparing like the moxie, maybe. Yeah, well, I just think, if anything, he's like, I don't know, an upgraded Baker Mayfield. And that's not saying <laughs> a lot, dude. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Baker Mayfield ever, ever ran around too much. No, he didn't. He Are didn't. you just saying that because he kind of looks like a Baker Mayfield? Yeah, like yeah. he might be related to yeah, Baker yeah, Mayfield? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. No, but uh, yeah, best of luck to Sam, dude. Yeah. I am a big Sam fan. Like I said, I'm a dynasty. I drafted him. I just acquired I have hopes him. For him. So I hope I, I hope such he a first well. round pick for him. Yeah. Uh, speaking, staying on the commanders, uh, his running mate at Ugh, wideout. This sucks. The best running mate he has over there. Terry McLaurin injured his poor toe. I don't know what toe. Sorry, Terry. That sounds like such a bitch thing. Oh, I hurt my toe. Scary Terry. Scary Terry. How scary can you be now? (laughs) Your toe hurts. We get it. Oh, my toe hurts. I can't be scary. (laughs) Uh, They are calling it a sprain, though, um, which basically translates to turf toe. Early reports are saying that he may miss a few weeks, um, which makes him iffy for week one. This is, I mean, I wouldn't really sweat too much if you are a Dynasty Scary Terry owner or if you have him on your boards and redraft. And I, I will say about Scary Terry, I think he's one of the more undervalued wide receivers in the league consistently. I agree with you. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a dude that can help win your league. Look at the rotating situation of quarterbacks he's had there, and he continues to produce. Bro, he's the so. opposite. He's what Alex Smith was for offensive coordinators. He gets a new QB every season, dude. Yeah. That's just a, like oh, Alex Smith yeah, got yeah. a new offensive coordinator every year. And still managed to be just mediocre enough to <laughs> yeah, stick around. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we love Alex Smith, dude. He's cool. He is a cool guy, man. But uh, yeah, Scary Terry, like I said, out for a little while. Hopefully he's good for week one, but we don't know. But we'll keep you updated. Yep. As it approaches. So this one, I really didn't bat an eye on, but we have it here because it's kind of a serious injury, but it opens the door for somebody else. Russell Gage goes down and a you know, I don't think he would have moved the needle for anybody in fantasy football, but what it does do, and this is for dynasty purposes and super coma sleeper, opens the door for the rook, Trey Palmer, who has been playing quite well in the preseason. That's all I really have to say about this. 
I mean, nice, dude. It's it's the Buccaneers. They just anointed uh, what's his damn name as the starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And so Sam Howell Jr. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Howell Senior. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. Trey Palmer, super coma sleeper in your dynasty. Yeah, definitely for dynasty purposes, keep an eye on that. And do you know where Trey Palmer went to school? Oh, not a no shot, dude. For the first time ever, that makes two of us, dude. Really? No fucking clue. No fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, keep an eye on it for dynasty purposes. Uh, moving along here, guys. Traylon Burks. This is a big one because Traylon Burks was a highly touted wide receiver coming out of. I'm drawing a blank on where Traylon Burks went to school. I know where he went to school, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh. I have no idea. Arkansas, excuse me. Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, highly touted receiver coming out of Arkansas a couple of years ago. He, unfortunately, was carted off. Oof. That's never good news to hear. Uh, he suffered an LCL sprain, said to miss a few weeks. Um, this will likely definitely shut him down for the rest of the preseason. But reports, early reports are indicating that he should be good to go for week one. Keep him on your boards if you have him. You know, I'd in, in, in redraft and just ride the wave with Dynasty. Yeah, again, I'm not a fan of Traylon Burks because of this offense. Offense runs through Derrick Henry. And until Ryan Tannehill proves that he can throw the ball. And Tajay Spears, baby. Let's and go. now Tajay Spears back there, <laughs> whom we're going to touch on later. But yeah, yeah it just doesn't really move the needle. I probably was staying away from Traylon Burks at the start, especially with the coming of DeAndre Hopkins there. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. I think more so than anything, I'm just uh, salivating at what he could be. Like if you and we like, all know that fucks fantasy managers. Like if over. you're sitting here and you're like, man, I can't wait to get the opportunity to draft Traylon Burks. You probably shouldn't play fantasy probably. football, my guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's a fair point. You, you know, probably shouldn't. Just, but we're mentioning it. He's a long important. play, dude. He's a long dynasty play. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, like, I will say super long. Like after Ryan Tannehill retires and Derrick Henry's gone and Tajay Spears also moves on because they don't sign him to a second contract. Yeah. I if and, the only thing I'm interested right now currently regarding that Tennessee offense is how Malik is going to continue to progress. I know, dude. Isn't that the Because he's looked good. Isn't that the weirdest thing? It's weird, man. Last, I mean, let's be honest, dude. He had a unfair shake last year. He got thrown in the fire, and he got absolutely lit up, dude. Yeah, and rightfully so. Um, coming out of Liberty, I think he was the biggest project of the entire draft class, nice right? Nice, brother. Yeah, like he that? was. I did yeah. like that. I'm a big fan of that. So, Yeah, he was definitely the most raw coming out, for it sure. It was kind of fucked up for them to just throw him in the fire to begin with, because that's a situation It's like you can basically ruin a guy's career. It was. So. And even if, like, let's say Malik is the quarterback of the future, if I'm a Traylon Burks dynasty owner, that doesn't necessarily instill confidence in me, right? Because Malik is the very, like, he has a cannon for an arm, for sure, but he still definitely relies on his legs as well. So I want guys who are wideouts to be fed the rock consistently, dude. And yeah, Frank, to your point, as long as King Henry's still over there, as long as they have the, still have that offensive philosophy of run first, I mean, yeah, Mike Rabel's there, dude. I think stay Old away from wideouts from Tennessee. Yeah. But I don't know. So speaking of highly touted wideouts, yep. Actually, highly touted wideouts. Jordan Addison is in concussion whoa, 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 protocol. Whoa. Don't slander Traylon Burke's name, bro. He was <laughs> highly touted, dude. I mean, actually highly touted. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, dude. You okay. know what I'm saying? No, dude. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along here. Uh, 
So Jordan Addison is in concussion protocol with mild concussion symptoms. It didn't seem like it was too bad. The you know the sad thing is he was lighting it up in camp, and so I think he was slated to. He was currently de- a third on the depth chart behind KJ Osborne, and yeah. with the departure of Adam Thielen, there was probably a lot to there's there's a lot to be had there. So yep. The concern there is hopefully you don't you hope these types of things don't continue to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because as as we know here, one concussion usually leads to another and yep. another and another. See so. to a tackle of vowel. What? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Go on, try it again. How do you say his last name? Tua Tagovailoa. Oh yeah, I would never get that. Yeah, where do you where do you go to school? Tua. Come on, bro. Are you really asking me that? Yeah, I know. I went to Bama. Bama. Yeah. Bama. So, yeah. So this it's just shitty to see a rookie go down so early, especially because he looks so good. But hopefully, it's not going to be a problem that you know lingers, and we expect that. This is going to be a short-term problem in the preseason, and come week one, he'll be ready ready to rock. Relax play. Yeah, I agree. Um, dude is super talented. Obviously, concussion is alarming. Also, something to keep note of regarding this, I'm not saying size has anything to do with concussions, but let's remember, Jordan Addison is a smaller wide, smaller wide receiver. Right. So there is the potential there for him to get hurt maybe easier than other bigger wide receivers. Just throwing it out there. But, yeah, hopefully he's good to go and concussions will be put behind him because he's super talented, and I think he definitely takes over that number two wide receiver spot immediately, if he hasn't already. I think he already has in camp, to be honest. The number two spot yeah. behind J.J.? I think – you don't think it's still – you don't think it's uh, it's Hawkinson? Well, I mean, you based mean, on a pure stand, – I'm talking wide receiver depth chart. Dude. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay. yeah, based I, on a pure sorry, talent standpoint. order. No, no, yeah, yeah. Based on a pure talent standpoint, for sure, Hawk is definitely – Number two, who I think I don't know if we touched on him and our sleepers or anything like that. I think Hawk could put up big numbers this year. But uh yeah, hopefully Jordan Addison is good to go moving forward for the rest of the season because he's super talented and he needs to be on the field. Yep. Uh another talented wideout who probably won't see the field for quite some time. <laughs> Shit, man. Uh, Every week it seems like this guy's getting further and further away from his debut. Which is such a sad thing. You know what's funny about this guy is coming out of the draft, he was actually my out of like the big three wideouts that were supposed to go, he was like my third. And now I've suddenly maybe it's just the fact that I'm a dynasty owner that I've fallen in love with him. And I see the talent because I've watched the games and I've, you know, read the reports and all that stuff. Uh but anyways, guys, getting carried away here. Talking about Jameson Williams. So he uh, has a hammy issue, and he's likely going to miss the preseason. Uh, for those that have listened to this podcast, you guys all know, especially me. Oh, no, the preseason. <laughs> yeah, especially me. Uh, we are big JMO fans here at ATC, but between this and his gambling addiction, I just Which don't we know. love. Yeah, yeah, which we're big fans <laughs> of. I just We just don't know when we're gonna he's going to see the field, and... I mean, I, what is he going to do in the six weeks that he is suspended for gambling? Probably gamble. Probably gamble. <laughs> That's right. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for from the Hammy standpoint, obviously, that's never good to hear. But I guess on the flip side of it is he is super young still. I mean, right. he's only like 21, something like that. Right. So hopefully that recovery comes quicker than later. I think he should be fully good to go. Granted, he's not busted for any more gambling problems. <laughs> By the time his suspension is over with. But definitely something worth monitoring, I think. Because if he can get on the field, he's by far and away 
next to Amon Ra, the most talented pass catcher they have there. They don't have anyone behind Amon Ra. Mm, they have a... Uh, Besides Gibbs, and we have yeah, yet to see what Jameer he Gibbs. can do. Right. But he's a running back. I'm talking spur- purely wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, like, the, the, the rookie, Sam Laporta, who's also looked good. The tight end. Yeah, the tight end out of Iowa. But I don't know. I think keep an eye on Jameson Williams. That's yeah. just my pure bias. Dynasty purposes, you're not really concerned. You're looking long game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Redraft, well, I mean, wow. Don't, don't even bother. Maybe. You can pick him up on the six. waiver. Yeah. Week week ten, some idiot like me <laughs> might draft him in the thirteenth round or something oh, like that. Oh man, hammered drunk. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see you doing. Oh, no, you know I will, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then two weeks later, drop him for a defense. Dude, maybe we do like a. Now that I just you threw that out there, we do a, a draft day spe- live draft day special. Dude, at the, at the Acostas. Oh my, oh my god, that dude. would be insane. We it would be such we'd a dro- mess of a we'd drop all of our shit in the pool, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it <laughs> would never come out. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, anyways, guys, Jamison Williams, hammy injury. Keep an eye on it. And like for all the other guys, we'll keep you updated as we hear more. Moving over to another young receiver, Jackson Smith in Jigba. Nice. Hand surgery. But apparently it's not supposed to be too bad. Yeah. Should be ready by week one. I think my only concern here, like redraft, I think everybody's still thinking this guy's going to be worth a worth a take. You know what I'm saying? So if anything, my concern is like, he was making such good progress in camp, and he's still talented. Is there a worry that just because he's not getting those reps, are we going to see, you know, a delay in his progress during the season? I don't think so. I think uh, he's looked the part of a star, star, star. Wow, excuse me, receiver already. Right in preseason, man, like he looks great. The only concern I have is that it's a hand injury. Yeah. And what's the number one job of a receiver, dude? To catch the ball. Catch the ball. So I don't know how, you know, catches over time may affect that hand. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's not a big issue. But it's a little alarming. I'll keep I'll keep it on my radar. I don't think for redraft purposes he's winning anybody's league. No, huh? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so. He's Still third Tyler in that Lockett. packing order, dude. Yeah. Tyler Lockett's look good this preseason. I mean, DK we still know what doing DK, DK is. Things. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But he's still gonna get love from Gino, you know what sure. I mean? So right. Yeah, I think, you know, JSN has a bit of a ladder to climb in, in terms of targets. So, I mean, I could see him maybe being like a low-level flex right now. To start the season, yes. Yeah, to start the season. But he could catch fire. He could. Right. He could. I, I just don't see him passing up those other pass catchers this this year. There seems like there's so many talented receivers, too, in good spots. Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I'm going to lean on, lean on Quentin Johnson's look good in camp. So, You and your Quentin Johnson. I mean, there. hey, man. Has he really, though? He has. I mean, I've seen him drop quite a few balls. I mean, so did Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, fuck it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why not him, dude? You know? You're right, dude. Uh, moving along here, guys. Here's a big one. Dude. Big one, big one, big one. The Colts uh, have granted Jonathan Taylor. We're not talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the real JT, baby. My dear old... JT, whom Frank's, I drafted in two dynasty Frank's love, uh, permission to seek a trade. Wow, that's big news. Yeah. That's really big news, considering that... Um, who's their owner over there? I always forget his name. Uh, Jim Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay. Just said, was on record maybe like a few weeks ago saying... That, guy's, that guy sucks, dude. That guy's not going anywhere, dude. Yeah. Fuck well, this guy. I think what this shows is that the situation is just getting so bad that like the ownership's finally like, fuck. Yeah. 
you know, I he's becoming a distraction. Like all that's coming out of camp is what's happening with JT. Yeah. Not Anthony Richardson's progression, not anything else over there. Just what's happening with JT. So in a situation like that, like that, you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you're developing your team correctly and it's becoming a distraction. So if you're, if you're, you're say, do you get rid of them? I mean, I think at this point, because you've been such a prick, you don't have a choice anymore that you're, you're play, you've already like destroyed that. You've already burned those bridges with the player. I don't think there's any going back. Yeah. So I think they said Tuesday's the deadline because I think Tuesday that they got to cut all the teams down to 53 man rosters. Yeah. And so right now they're looking for looking for deals. What I heard today is Miami, <laughs> which sucks. You're dude. kidding me, dude. <laughs> they need a seventh running back. They over need a there? 15th running back. Oh my God. Bro. To back up the three other starting running backs they have there. Pretty soon we're going to find out that Dalvin Cook got traded to Miami yep. during the season. Believe it or not. And Frank Gore comes out of retirement and signs with <laughs> Miami. Dude. Yeah, dude. You know? Old Frank Gore, baby. So it's just, I don't think he gets stuck in Indy. I think if anything, he'll probably play it out if they don't go anywhere there. But, you know, D talked about it last week. Maybe he, he plays, but he doesn't really give a shit. I don't know. I don't really see that from him. He's not like a shitty character guy. It's just yeah, a he shitty seems like situation. a good dude. Yeah, yeah. It's Jim, Jim Mears, he's a prick, dude. Yeah. So... I don't know, man. I I hope I hope he's one. I hope he's traded, and two, I hope he's traded to a team that values his talents, bro. Because when he's healthy and he can stay on the field, he's definitely a top three back. In the league. I got a sleeper for you, and you're gonna like this. Okay, Buffalo. I would love that, dude. Dude, imagine Josh Allen leaning on a run game where he doesn't have to run every damn play. I would love that, but to, to counter that argument, they are Buffalo. That is pretty high on James Cook right now. Which makes no damn sense to me. Um, it kind of does. If you look at the underlying numbers, like he was a lot better than people give him credit for last season. He ha- he had a high yard per carry. He I'll did. That. And yeah, man, I just think. But this is know. a complete all pro back that's 24 years old. Bro, that is Buffalo. two years removed from ru- from the rushing title, still in his prime. Oh, my God. I think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you take a hard look at this. That's a pro. I love that a lot. Not you just know? from a. Uh, yeah, Bills fan standpoint, but from I an NFL perspective, if you're the fit. Bills, that probably puts you over the contender. I think edge might. right there because now you're you're looking at those other teams like the Bengals. They have Joe Mixon, but not the greatest run game, right? And the Kansas City Chiefs basically have they no have run a game. serviceable back, dude. And they have they it, they have, it puts them a leg up in the competition right, that right, they're going right. to see in the playoffs. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a great great observation, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, big but time, we'll see. big news. Is it? I don't know. This I don't know how this guy continues to win jobs. Sam Darnold wins the backup job. I don't know how this guy continues to be in the news, bro. I'll tell you how. Colin Cowherd. Yeah, this guy's right. obsessed with this fucking guy. It's because he went to USC and everybody's like, oh, he went to USC. He must be a good quarterback. Even D was obsessed with him at one point. Uh, yeah, he was, huh? Yeah. Damn. I don't know why. Well, every, then he... every quarterback out of USC has been complete ass, dude. Every single one. Eh, Carson Palmer was okay. Carson Palmer, probably the best. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm Matt, probably missing another Matt one. Matt Liner had a great, Liner, great ass. party. Mark party Sanchez, run. ass. <laughs> John David Booty, ass, dude. Yeah. Ah, man. Mark Sanchez was literally Matt Barkley, ass. ass. Super ass. You can go man. down the list, bro, which is so weird because <laughs> teams continue to draft QBs out of that school. They think they're good. Dude. I don't get it, dude. Well, apparently that new kid coming out. What's his name? Ah, I forget his name. Oh, um. Yeah, Caleb, bro. Caleb Williams. Yep. So, I don't know, man. Jury's still out on that guy too, though. 
Yeah. Like Lincoln Riley. That's what Lincoln Riley does, dude. He produces quarterbacks. That's Interesting. What he, that's what he does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he is, and I'm completely wrong. I think I'll give him more credit than what I originally saw. I think he's more talented than my first judgment, but I don't Caleb know. Caleb Williams? Yes. Right. 100%. But because I watched him in the bowl game last year. I think it was against Toledo. Mm-hmm. No, not Tulane. Was it Tulane? Maybe Tulane. 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 Yeah, I think it was against Tulane. <laughs> and yeah, man, he looked great. I'll give him that. I'll give him kudos for looking great in that bowl game. But I don't know, man. Back J- to the news. Jury's out. Yeah, back to the news. Trey Lance finally get tra- getting traded. I hope so. They're they're uh, discussing quote unquote options, which means they're looking to ship this guy's out, get this guy out immediately. Yeah. So let's just go over what the Niners did to acquire Trey Lance. They sent three first round picks, and I think a couple other picks to move up to acquire Trey Lance just so he could play four games and now they can trade him for probably a second and third. Yep. Maybe. I mean, I think if you're looking for a quarterback in Dynasty, maybe throw out a fourth rounder, see who we can get. For this guy? For Trey Lance? See, another problem with this is that he may still be on his rookie contract, but he's like, I think he's on his third year of his rookie contract, so the advantage of having a quarterback in his rookie contract isn't so much an advantage because you're going to have to pay this guy in a year or two. So I'm just saying, dude, for fantasy purposes, he's a perfect buy-low candidate right now. Yeah, I can see that. I think, dude. Like, if someone has Trey Lance, and they're like, damn it, this guy's never going to play. Well, they're probably right. They probably are, but hey, throw out a useless pick, dude. Someone might bite on it. I mean, Jordan loves making noise in the preseason. So he is. Let's go. And we once thought that of him. I need that to happen. Do you? Uh, oh yeah, he's my second quarterback in our new dynasty league. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see. He looks happens. great. He does, man. I'm excited. Uh, let's go around the league a little bit here. We're gonna touch on some players, um, and just basically what they're done during the preseason. So Darren Waller is kind of a shock for us. He's been doing some big things in the preseason. Frank, are you buying the hype around Darren Waller that he might be the real deal this year and Dable's going to fucking finally get him to unleash his talents, dude? Dude, I've been shitting all over Darren Waller since he got over to New York, and then that preseason game, I was like, wow. Damn. So maybe we're wrong. Maybe maybe uh, Dable's a genius. Nah, I'm not buying it. (laughs) I'm not buying it, dude. Until he can prove it for a full season, I'm not buying it. But... You know, like we mentioned, someone's gonna someone's gonna buy it on Waller. Someone for name does. value only. Yeah, I don't know who it's gonna be, but someone's going to. So in the preseason game, he got three balls for thirty yards. Waller ran a route on eighty percent of Daniel Jones' dropbacks. Was targeted on four of Jones' nine passes, forty-four percent. So why is that important? It's not. It's preseason. But if you're just looking at those numbers from a numbers base, that's those are pretty high usage numbers. Yeah, especially at the target rate level. So. Again, it's preseason. We're trying not to read too much into it, but it is interesting to see them coming out apparently as a quote-unquote run-first offense, and they're slinging the ball to their brand-new pass catcher. Yeah, and I will say, you know, obviously, like you said, Frank, we don't want to read too much into preseason, but here's what you can read into is offensive schemes because those usually generally translate from the preseason to the pros. Right. To the regular season, excuse me. So if you see a Daniel Jones targeting his tight end four or five, six times a game, most likely that's going to happen in the regular season too, right? Right. So keep an eye on that. Not saying that he's always going to get those get those points for you, but the volume may be there, right? They're so, clearly t- trying something out in the preseason that they hope to implement yes, on a weekly basis. Yes, 
So it's yet to be seen with Darren Waller. I hope that we are right because I like being right, and I hope he's just ass all season. Right. <laughs> right. But who knows, dude? Maybe he ends up going off. Yeah, I mean, he's being drafted eight or ninth tight end off the board in round seven and eight, which is like not crazy. It's yeah. good value. You it know? is good value, man. So uh, I'll tell you what is not good value, and that's Bijan Robinson, dude, because he may be undervalued. <laughs> he looks phenomenal, bro. Oh, dude, th- third on the depth chart yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. My ass, dude. Yeah, dude. That guy. I mean, it only took maybe a couple runs, and everyone was like, "Okay." And then uh, the coaching staff's like, up. yeah, go ahead and have a seat. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Dude, this kid looks phenomenal. I can't wait to see him out there on the field. Uh, he's going to jump the depth chart real quick, probably. Dude. I mean, I, w- I haven't looked at the depth chart for Atlanta probably in a, in a, probably since that th- when we saw when he was third on the depth chart. So I yeah. got to imagine that's come Tuesday. He should be in one. Yeah. If anything, Bijan definitely improved his stock, which I don't know how that's possible because he's already probably consensually a top, I don't know, seven pick and redraft i mean now he might if you're daniel he's three yeah I'm, I, if you're me probably four i don't i don't blame him if do you wanted to do that i'm taking a different approach this year though that i'll get into during okay. the tip section though. hell yeah yeah next another running back javante williams so man we've been harping on this guy it feels like for quite some time it started out like this guy's gonna be shit and then now the hype train is fully rolling and continued with this last week's uh, preseason. So he came in, rushed three for 12, caught four or five balls for 18 yards. Again, D talks about this all the time. It's crazy in how fast this guy got back on the field. He got injured with the ACL in week four. And right off the bat, last this past preseason week, he was used heavily in the passing game, which is what we expect out of a Sean Payton-ran offense. And so I feel like we're going to start to see this guy climb out of that zone where I was like, this is the running back you should be aiming for if you're either fading for running backs or if you're looking to get that third home run hitter that I was saying you find in that in those middle rounds. I don't think this is going to be a middle round draft pick by the come draft season. You don't think so? In probably two weeks after that showing. I mean, you think probably he's moving up? Slowly but surely. Four, fourth round maybe? You you might be right on this one, man. That'd be pretty cool if you're right. But well, uh, it, it only it only works out if you do draft him in like those middle rounds, right? Oh yeah, if yeah. If he gets right, drafted right. in the fourth round, you're like, well, fuck, I expect him to put up. Yeah, that's so. a dangerous game, I think. Dangerous because you still got to remember the injury this guy's coming off of. But yeah, to your point, like you said, he looked awesome. He's ready to go. It sounds like for the most part. I still think. Well, I don't know. It's Sean Payton. Maybe he just says fuck it and lets it lets it ride, and dude. Rides him into the dirt, <laughs> yeah, dude. And bro. you just get eight weeks of elite Javante production yeah. until he tears his other knee up again. A la the Brees Hall production. Which I would maybe. never hope for, but you know what I'm saying? Like Sean Payton just he leans he on the care, backs. Bro. He's an old school coach who will drive his players into the ground. And if they want to play, he ain't gonna stop him. You he's, know? He's Tom Thibodeau, bro. Yeah, that's a good one. That's who Sean Payton is. Oh my god. That guy's ruined so many NBA players anyways we'll leave that for another pod (laughs) yes we will but yeah man I think uh if I could score Javante at the rate he's going right now like you mentioned fifth round man fifth or sixth fifth or sixth round that's nice bro I'm feeling good about what he's looking like right now and yeah the plans they have to utilize him like I said it's gonna be a free-for-all for him the only thing that could derail this Javante Williams hype train is the acquisition of Jonathan Taylor which I read about today 
that the Broncos called. How many places is JT going to, dude? <laughs> so Jonathan Taylor, literally, so news just broke about this today, and five teams called, three of them produced offers. That's mm. how serious this is. So I expect him to get moved at the latest by Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, we will probably have an update for you regarding Javante next episode. And JT. <laughs> All these guys probably. Yeah, we can follow up. Um, moving along here, Frank, we got Brock Purdy, some Brock Purdy news, quarterback for the San Fran Frico 49ers. He finally returned to the field, and he definitely looked like the Brock Purdy of old. He did. He was calm, efficient, five for six for 65 yards in his one drive. His arm strength looked good. He put on uh, a rope his first play of the game. Ball looked beautiful. Rolled out he, to his left. Yeah, rolled out to nice. his left. Beautiful pass. I don't know if you saw it, but it looked great. Uh, it's definitely good to see him back. He's definitely already won the starting job, as we've kind of already alluded to, with Sam Darnold being the backup and Trey Lance seemingly disappearing into the abyss. Abyss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? Does Brock have any fantasy value this year for you? In redraft, I don't think so. Like, I don't think you take this guy over, you know, middle of the tier guys like Derek Carr or Stafford, because I still think those guys move those offenses along more like field generals and dictate the pace of offenses as opposed to Brick Brock Purdy. Brick, yeah. Brick Purdy. Brick Purdy, baby. <laughs> Brock Purdy, who... That might be his name this year. You never I know. mean, arguably has the best surrounding talent amongst that list that I just gave off, for yep. sure. But, like, all he's going to do is really put it in the hands of his playmakers and they're going to go, they're going to let him go. So I don't foresee him ever doing like a 354 touchdown game. I don't see like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me from a Brock Purdy standpoint, but it I could see it from Stafford yeah, and I could see it from Derek Carr. Yeah. So I'm not too sure where Brock Purdy sits. I know in redraft, probably, probably no interest. He's, he's again, one of those rotating quarterbacks that Brady's going to pick up because he faded quarterbacks and he's just rotating three. Yep. I was going to say, he's definitely one of those guys for me. I mean, Let's just call him what he is. He's a system QB, bro. Yeah. I mean, but hey, dude, you know, that can translate into With, both fantasy and I mean, real life NFL success. All you really need is a guy that can run a system back there That's in true. San Francisco. And Brock Purdy can do it. Yep. And as we alluded to earlier. You know who can't do it? Trey Lance. In the episode. <laughs> yeah. As we alluded to earlier in the episode, Brock Purdy, also a late round pick, bro. I'm pretty sure he was like six or seven. No, he was he mystery was, relevant. He was the very last very pick last of the draft. One. Exactly, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. If I'm seeing Brock Purdy and I'm seeing a Sam Howe, not to, like, go back to what we are talking about, like, too much, but right. I'm definitely maybe re-evalu- reevaluating my quarterback strategy. I think at that perspective, it's just more, more among, like, these guys offer intangibles. Yeah. That's a good point. And intellects at, like, levels that other quarterbacks don't. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but it is good to see Brock back, guys. Uh, we'll see what he does this year in San Fran. You're going to like this. The yep. Dalton Kincaid era has begun. I don't know about that. You still let's, don't think let's, so? Let's pump Dude, the brakes. You've, pu- you've been hating let's, on this. Let's pump the brakes. I mean, he's been getting all of the offensive snaps. Yes. Between Josh Allen and Barkley. He caught three or four passes for 45 yards. He's all the hype that's coming out of camp. They're saying he's going to play a prominent role. Like, And it showed a little bit this weekend. I'm just not understanding like what you're worried about and what the hesitation is. This is just because you're like, man, there's no way this guy could be real, or are you just? Oh no, no, it has nothing to do with that, and it has everything to do with. And I've talked on this, I've touched on this in the past. Um, quarterbacks have favorites, dude, and I think people 
may not realize this if you if you don't follow the Buffalo Bills, but Josh Allen and Dawson Knox are extremely close, like extremely close. They're like best friends. So yes, while Dalton Kincaid may have the hype right now, and he's flashed definitely, and he's definitely probably earned himself a spot on the field with first team reps. I guarantee you, he won't solely be the guy. I guarantee you, they're going to run two tight end sets, and I guarantee you that Dawson Knox is still going to be a prominent feature in this offense. Maybe not a prominent feature, but he's going to make an impact. Yeah, didn't they everyone just... that thinks that Dalton Kincaid is going to be like the secondary weapon next to Stefan Diggs? You're fooling yourself, bro. It's I mean, not I agree. Happen. If you just look at the price tag of Dawson Knox, yeah, it's you not know, they happen. didn't they didn't sign that guy to a four year, fifty two million dollar contract for nothing. They did not just to bring in this hot shot to hand him the keys. No, nope, so. they did not. Yeah, but I mean, Kincaid's real, dude. The he's he's talented. He's definitely the better pass catcher between Knox and himself. So yeah, I can see, like I said, himself carving out a role on the first team offense. But like I said, if anyone thinks Dawson Knox is just going to go away, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I don't really see a potential this season in redraft. Me either. But in dynasty. But could. I, I mean, he could, man. If Dawson Knox goes down. Yeah. 100%. Reigns are all his. Yes. 100%. If Dawson just, Knox goes down for any point, you f- spend all your fab on that guy. I can't see Buffalo, to, to your point, I just can't see Buffalo all of a sudden going, mm, we're not going to throw the ball to our high price tight end that we just extended you yeah, know exactly like just from a contractual perspective that just doesn't make sense i think next year the years on beyond after dawson knox leaves for sure agreed 100 percent uh so a couple quarterbacks to touch on really fast jordan love and kenny pickett look good man Ugh, you got did, any first immediate reactions to those guys i just i can't believe we're talking about him yeah in this light you know it like, was amazing it if you were to tell us this a year ago <laughs> that we'd be talking about him right now and actually saying that they look good I wouldn't have believed you. Oh, dude, I'm right there with you. Yeah. But, I mean, here we are. Jordan Love has looked great. Kenny Pickett has looked great. Yeah, Love went 5 for 8 with a touchdown and 11 yards on the ground. Yeah. Let's remember, though, you know, as we've hammered this home already, it is preseason. They're not necessarily going against the ones on yes, the defensive every time. But, yeah, man, they've looked good. I think they definitely – I think I got to give kudos to D. He was on the Jordan Love train before us. So, Actually, when Jordan Love, I think, correct, ugh, I wish he was here, but I'm pretty sure when Jordan Love first got drafted the first season, he's like, he's trashed. Oh, yeah, probably. Because he did look very bad. But then, well, he just wasn't ready, dude. He right. was so raw, man. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he looks good, dude. And so does Kenny Two Gloves, baby. What oh, a, man. What a nickname. Just uh, one more thing. One more thing I want to note, and then we can move on to Kenny Pickett. I think what's most important with with love is the fact of how comfortable he looks in the offense and commanding the offense. You know, it's hard to really tell against, you know, those non one defenses, but it looks good back there. It looks com- comfortable. He does slinging dude. it around. He does hitting different receivers. So yeah, that just comes with repetition though. Right? Like the yeah. more reps you're going to get, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And again, so. dude, you sat behind Aaron Rodgers for 10 years and you should have picked up one or two things. Should have, right? Should have. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you watched, not to sidetrack too far, but have you caught any of the new Hard Knocks? Dude, I don't watch Hard Knocks. Oh, that's true. I think it's fucking boring. You should, man. This new ep- this new season's good, dude. It's just I think you. It's like just it. super Hollywood, and it's like it is. It, I'd rather just watch highlights on NFL Network, you know. But yeah. Nonetheless, I back agree. to Kenny Two Gloves. Solid cameo. Three for four, and he threw a nice twenty-five yard ball to my boy, the Friar. The Friar, baby, dude. 
I just drafted that guy on our dynasty team, and that guy's going to be good for 10 fucking years. I hope so. You know? I like him too. And so Pickett's been coming in short in preseason cameos, literally just like looks like one or two drives. I don't even know if he's played two drives, to be honest. And he's got a great cast around him with uh, George, I can't separate Pickens, but phenomenal hands over there, you know? Yeah, he does. And so I just, I don't think it's impossible that he can move into 15 to 20 quarterback finish at the end of the year. So like maybe two quarterback redraft leagues, you're considering this guy for sure dynasty in the long run. But uh, another guy, just keep a keep an eye on. Seems like he's getting comfortable in that offense. I agree, 100%. I like the Friar. I think we touched on it during our tight end episode. I think he only has room to go up, especially in redraft purposes this year. He only had, I think, two touchdowns last year. Seven is rookie year. That's definitely going to go up. Guaranteed. Right. Moving along. Pat Mahomes played a quarter and did Pat Mahomes things. 105 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Um, did he have any business being out there, Frank? What was he doing out there? <sighs> okay, so I go back and forth in this. I'm like, one, hell no. As a fantasy owner and a dynasty, like, or if I was a dynasty owner, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing out there playing in preseason? You're winning Super Bowls. You don't need to be playing, right? I get it, the risk of the injury. But at the same time, you got they're coming in with a whole new offensive coordinator. They're trying out different stuff, and they have a they have some new players out there. So it's also doesn't not out of the realm of possibility. He wants to get some throws in there. That guy's competitive. I just watched that Netflix special. Every time he throws a touchdown, he's gonna punch somebody in the face. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna tell that guy that he can't get out there and throw a touchdown pass even in a preseason game? Hell no. Yeah, I so agree. It's just I think it's a it's a balancing act for sure. But you got to get those reps in there. You do. You definitely have to get your feet wet, so to say. And that's what he did. And that's it's all like I could he imagine. Needed, really? Yeah, I could imagine Andy Reid saying, "Nah, you're not playing this Sunday." And then Patrick Mahomes like, "Fuck that! I'm playing." Who are you going to put in there? I mean, when you, you know? are not only your franchise quarterback, but the face of the franchise and the face of the NFL, you basically have the pull of whatever you want. Right. right. So, so, yeah, I don't know, man, but. Mahomes, like I said, doing Mahomes things. He is a virtual lock to be QB1 again this year. Oh, he's the QB1 in Dynasty. He's the QB1 in Redraft. He's going to be the QB1 for the probably the next eight or nine years. Yep. Uh, to close out our segment, guys, here from around the league, we are going to dive in really quickly on some running back handcuffs who all appear to have locked up their handcuff roles. So before we start, I find it fascinating that this might be the most talented group of handcuffs I think we have potentially ever seen in fantasy football because I think any of these guys could eventually win a starting job over the people that they're backing up. Oh, yeah, 100%, especially this first guy. <sighs> I mean, this guy's the, the the next one. He is the next one. In Tennessee, Tajay Spears, he had another strong showing in preseason, 7 for 57. Did you say schlong? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think I did. Did I? I have no idea. That's one of my favorite uh, slang names for Dick, though, dude. Schlong? Schlong, 100%. <laughs> you haven't heard that in so long? That's hilarious, dude. That's a good one. Uh, but yeah, guys, had 7 for 57, had a 33-yard touchdown where you hold a guy at the line of scrimmage yeah. and absolutely turn the burners on. Uh, the kid is super good. He's going to force their hand onto King Henry uh, owners for sure. I mean, if I'm a King Henry owner, I'm definitely probably a little worried. I think he's 100% that is Tajay Spears going to cut in some playing time for King Henry this year. So what are your thoughts on on Tajay, bro? Do you I think Tajay Spears is the real deal. And like I said, I think he's probably the next great running back that's going to be in Tennessee. And if you're a Derrick Henry dynasty owner, 
you try to get as many offers as you can for him right now before the wheels fall off because the wheels are coming off. I think I agree on that. I think and those we, wheels are going to Tajay Spears. I think uh, I mentioned that uh, earlier in the ATC season that I thought this might be King Henry's last season yep. of being elite. I think all of us did. Yeah, I think so too. And kudos to D. I know for a fact that he was on the Tajay Spears train before me. That's for damn sure. And probably you. Um, but yeah, man, this kid, like, like we have outlined here, he's definitely the real deal. He's the next great one, I guess, so to say, Yeah. in Tennessee, we think, here at ATC. So if you have Derrick Henry, you absolutely need to find this guy and make sure he's your handcuff. Yep, 100%. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of other great handcuffs, bro. Jalen Warren. Yes. This guy had... Probably my favorite handcuff because this guy has already proved that he's probably better than a starter. Better? You oh, think yeah. he's better than Najee? Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, dude. I just love Look that. what he did last I year. I love that. Yes, I love that he came in. One rush and ripped off a 62-yard touchdown as soon as they took off Najee Harris. Yep. And, you know, I've been saying this before, and I'll say it again. He's better than Najee. Yep. You know? He's, he's again, similar to the, our last situation with Tajay Spears, but even more so with Jalen Warren because Jalen Warren's not a running back, I think, or not a rookie. He's a second year, right? Is he uh, second or Warren? third? Warren. Oh, that's a great question. I can't. I, I think c- he's second. Yeah. I could be wrong. So if you have Najee on your team, Najee will probably miss games like he has in the past. This guy's going to come in, and he's the running back that you spend all your fab on if Najee misses significant time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always one running back every year that you find a diamond in the rough, and this very well could be the guy. I am a huge... As someone who was a Najee redraft owner last year and saw that and saw what Jalen Warren could do, I'm a huge Jalen Warren fan. Like I said, this guy is 100% better than Najee Harris already. So if you are a Najee owner, whether it be in Dynasty or Redraft, go get yourself some Jalen Warren because he's definitely going to carve himself out a role, much like Tajay Spears is going to, and he's going to be a big factor in this offense. I can easily see him probably at some point splitting time fully with him. Fuck, man, when he ripped off that 62-yard touchdown and I saw the replay, I was like, oh, my Najee stock just went down on my Dynasty Let's team. not forget, dude, Najee's one of the worst – like yards per carry backs in the league. I just uh, he's okay. He is strictly volume. The only reason why he has fantasy relevance is because of his pass catching abilities. The floor is there always for Najee. Mm. But if you're telling, if you're asking me who the pure better runner is, it's Jalen Warren. But Najee was good prior to the down year he had last year. I mean, again, I think that's just all volume based. Bro. Okay. Yeah, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I, I'm gonna have to go check that out yeah. because I've never been a Najee Harris in the uh, Najee Harris owner in the past, and so yeah, I'm gonna have to do some research into that. Yeah. Go get yourself some Jalen Warren, though. Oh hell yeah. Zamir White. Yep. What do you think about this guy? I love Zamir White, dude. Ten carries, forty yards, caught I, one, caught one catch. I think of out of all the sleeper backs and maybe just backs in general this guy is definitely the biggest sleeper we got to remember this josh jacobs situation isn't resolved (laughs) yeah so i mean i don't know who who's behind jacobs on the depth chart i would assume it's samir it's samir white yeah so he's locked up the job dude so i don't think this is so much a handcuff as much as this guy's probably you're drafting him in the fifth round and if Josh Jacobs doesn't fucking play, <laughs> yeah, you got your diamond Jacob's in the rough. Jacobs just slowly fading, bro. Yeah. Oh, dude. Into every obscurity. week, every week, him and Jonathan Taylor are just falling down draft boards. Yeah. So I'm a big Zamir fan, though, dude. I liked him out of college. I liked him now in the pros. Where'd he go? Zamir. 
Ooh. I want to say, where did Zamir go? Zamir White. Was it North Carolina State? No, that doesn't sound right. Running back out of Georgia. Georgia. Oh, he did go to Georgia. I looked that up for the fans. I didn't, a, I didn't know thanks, that off man, the top. Yeah, man. Every once in a while, I, I, I miss him for sure. But uh, yeah, Zamir is definitely a talented back. And yeah, dude, speaking of that, Georgia running backs are always talented, dude. That's true. They have talent, bro. So um, yeah, I like Zamir as a handcuff. Like I said, we don't know the Josh Jacobs situation. It's still pretty murky. So yeah, if you have Jacobs, like the other guys on this list, if you have the starters above these guys, Go get Samir because he could potentially be a game changer. Um, here's one that's interesting. Very dude. interesting. Ty Chandler in Minnesota. Is this the Ty Chandler that's been around for centuries? Or is this another Ty Chandler? Mm, what do you mean? I feel like this Ty Chandler has been around forever. I could be wrong. Was this Ty Chandler on the Jets? Ah, Man, that would be weird. I don't think so. He's 25 unless... Maybe I just feel like Ty Chandler has been in the league longer than he has been. Uh, I might be getting my Ty Chandlers mixed up. You are. Okay. Yeah. There's. Two he was a rookie last year, bro. Okay. Then yeah, <laughs> getting my Ty Chandlers mixed up. Uh, well, either way, dude, this Ty Chandler in Minnesota um, is definitely impressing, right? Dude. So Madison, again, no Madison, and Ty Chandler's being handed all the work, all of the work with the first team, and then all the work in the preseason. It's clear he's beat out Dwayne McBride for the backup role. Yeah. And so if... Which is a bummer, because I like Dwayne McBride. Yeah, I think I think we did on the show. I think it's more of a bummer for, oh man, the Alexander Madison hype train. I yeah. think I was kind of excited to see what that was going to derail yeah. and be a bust, you know? Yep. Because, again, he, he's no Dalvin Cook after I've gone back and watched more tapes since we first had a discussion about him. He's no Dalvin Cook. And to think he's going to come in and just pick up where Dalvin Cook left off, I digress because I did say that earlier in our podcast. Like a <laughs> fucking idiot. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, man, I'm no, I'm not big enough to admit when I'm wrong. So You're right. I'm so, not either. Ty I mean, Chandler looks good. Yeah. Shit, man. If you so okay, so the tricky thing with this situation is Alexander Madison was not a lock that you were a guy that was probably you were probably aiming for him in the middle rounds of the draft. And now that he's been hurt, he's not getting those reps. And Madison is, or I'm sorry, Chandler is seeing the majority of these snaps. We just don't know what the situation is. Ty Chandler could go even later. Yeah, he could. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent here. Ty Chandler, I mean, yeah, he's looked good. But if Madison is there and he's the guy and he's healthy, then I think this is probably the guy I'm least interested in right. of the backups. But, yeah, man, he's looked good so far um, all preseason. So keep an eye on it. See how the situation unfolds out there in Minnesota. And also you got to remember, too, uh, about Minnesota. That's a that's a pass-first team, right? So running even backs. Even more so without the Dalvin even Cook. Even more there. so, I was going to say. Just because Madison's there doesn't necessarily he's going to fill the Dalvin Cook role. Dalvin Cook is a one-of-one one, or was a one-of-one. One, and, yeah, Madison has to prove himself. Uh, lastly on this list, Roshan Johnson. I don't know too much about this guy because I believe he's a rookie. No, yep, he's a yeah. rookie out of Texas. He backed up Bijan actually. Did he? Yep, very talented back. He just didn't get in any run, obviously, because oh, that's of a good Bichon. thing. Fresh legs. He's got fresh legs. Um, it does appear though that Khalil Herbert has already won this job. He has. Yeah. So obviously, Roshan's going to be a backup. Um, I think a lot of people maybe had hopes of him becoming a starter. 
that is Roshan. But, you know, just because we didn't know for sure if Herbert was the guy, but like I said, sounds like he is. Um, but I like I like Roshan, bro. I like Roshan. He's got the cast or pass catching ability that you look for in PPR leagues. Um, I think he's the more talented back between himself and Herbert. But you think so? I think so. Khalil Herbert has looked really good. He's looked really good, but some would say that are not present on this dynasty show that are working a bar back position. He is vaulting (laughs) up draft boards. I mean, he is. Yeah, we touched on it last episode, dude. Like, if you can get Khalil Herbert because he is the guy, right? In a later round, I think that's great value. But I'm not going to be shocked either if Roshan cars himself out of role. Sure. There's a reason why we have him on this list, dude, as a impressive backup, dude. Right. That's true. So, I mean, that's just that's just my two cents. Fuck, dude. This was the longest fucking news we've had to date. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, I knew it would be. You know what? We're going to start putting Crackum way earlier because <laughs> I can't wait an hour into the show to crack another beer. Dude. I can't either, dude. So <laughs> let's just get to the Crackum. That's around the news wrapped up as well. Or around the league wrapped up, I should say. Yep. As well as our news. So let's get into our Crackum. And we are sidestepping sports here because it's a very special day in our hearts as ATC fans and as Laker fans. It's our one and only Kobe Black Mamba Bryant's birthday. Let's go. This is for you, Kobe. Happy so birthday, This is big for dog. Kobe, dude. Happy birthday. Cheers, brother. All right. So I guess we're going to get into draft tips today. And we're going to get into draft tips and we're going to talk about season strategies and then close it out on some things. Very interesting things, uh, things to note about this. These are kind of tips that all of us here at Around the Cooler have kind of lived and died by, as well as picked up along the the run of, I don't know, 15 years now of playing fantasy football. And so we call these basically rules to live by. Okay, first one. This is one that I've always kind of, that I've started to develop when, you know, you see positions start to go on runs. Don't be tempted to go with the flow when positions go on runs. What I see most commonly happen are when quarterbacks start to go, people will start to feel stressed out, and then we'll start to draft quarterbacks and reach for quarterbacks because they're going to feel like they're going to go gone or they're going to they're gonna be at a premium at that point. So instead, what I do is when the entire league is zigging, I zag. Take advantage of other positions that are there. <clears throat> when a position like quarterback seems to go on a run, that typically means there's going to be pass catchers there or backup running backs or anything like that that you can bolster your squad and not feel stressed out to overdraft or reach on a quarterback in those uh, in those runs. Would you not agree, Brady? No, I'd agree, bro. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties. Oh, it's here. all good. Yeah, dude. Um, I definitely like the zigzag approach, man. If anything, just to be different. And I, you know, now that you touch on that, um, something I alluded to earlier in the season, or excuse me, earlier in this episode. Um, so historically in redrafts, running backs are usually off the board first, right? Historically, yes. I would say. I think this year is the year you're going to start to see that change. I receivers. think more than ever you're seeing receivers fly off the board. Or pass catchers. Mock drafts. Yeah, or pass catchers, whatever it's you want to call term. them. Tight ends. Yeah. Um, and for me, a tip I would maybe pass along to our listeners is if not 
anything, maybe play around with drafting pass catchers first and yeah, getting running backs. 100%. See how it works out for you. Because I've done countless mocks where I have found great value at running back position in the later rounds and have still netted myself maybe two top 10 wideouts potentially. Right. I'm going to take that all day, dude. I yeah. would rather have that than put all my eggs in a basket on an elite back and then settle for potentially mediocre wide receiver play. Yeah. So one thing that comes to mind in this specific tip is um, our dynasty league startup with Daniel. Um, everybody went quarterback. I drafted uh, four and in everybody except for one other person in the top five and myself went quarterback. Christian McCaffrey, I think, went two. And then I went Jonathan Taylor at four. The next best option at quarterback there by the book was Kyler Murray, which is a fucking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is now looking kind of rough too, but those first two years that I had Jonathan Taylor, I was in the championship every game or I was in the championship both years. So again, just you zig, man, take a chance, practice mock drafts. If you see a run, try something different. Just, you know, I think it's really key to understand that you can go other directions with, if you see runs on players. Yeah, I agree. Um, also another strat is to keep your cool, right? Oh. Like that, I think this is a understated one. Oh man! Because a lot of times people see maybe players that they want go, or they see a, a draft go a way that they didn't think was going to go. Mm-hmm. So they feel pressure to take a position that maybe they didn't want to that early. All I gotta say for that is keep your cool and have a backup plan. Right? Yeah. Always have a backup plan on how you're going to draft. That is probably, like I said, one of the more understated strats. I think you could think of going into the redraft season and the thing that comes to mind here and our friend daniel whom is not here today phenomenal fantasy player don't get me wrong but i've seen him in more than one year for our redraft league throw his fucking notebook in the pool yeah because he draft he typically i remember he was drafting at the end of of the first round for for like three four years Yep. And so he was planning for very specific players to be there, and they weren't. And he would just get pissed off and throw his notebook in the pool. Oh, yeah, dude. So, like, again, my 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 advice here is to have several backup plans. Draft at different posi- draft at different spots in the draft order so that you can build contenders at the, at the front, in the middle, in the back end. You know, have different players in mind because you can, you can build con- contenders from all parts of the draft. It's just a matter of how you build that team. You can. You should have your own personal... Like the pros have it, dude. Like uh, a rankings board, right? 100%. Ranking out each position, whether it's, you know, one that's already pre-made from these sites like ESPN or Fantasy Pros or whatever, uh, or if it's just your own custom one. Have one made, ready to go, so that you have a backup plan in place. And kind of to piggyback on this strategy, if for whatever reason you are afraid that someone's going to be drafted who you like maybe ahead of where you're going to draft, see if you can trade up. Right. Yes. If your league allows it, see if you can trade up for that position. Obviously, that's going to depend on the league settings. But if you have the opportunity to trade up or down, you know, if you know you're, a guy is going to fall to you, see if you can flip a pick. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. that basically gets into our next point. Um, don't be afraid to move around the draft order if your league allows it. Yeah. You know. Yep. So if you can move picks around, shit, take advantage of it. Get to a spot where you want to be. I remember one year, uh, Brian and Ryan switched the four with i want to say nine spot and brian went back so yeah because he was probably ill prepared to draft to the front order which is a very brian thing <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> dude not surprised by that at you all know? yeah 
Another strat uh, to maybe think about is stacking QB wide receivers or QB tight end combos. Uh, this minimizes bye weeks and maximizes points per play. What I mean by the points per play part is so when you have the same quarterback and say receiver, Josh Allen to Stefan Dick's touchdown is one play, two touchdowns. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. I definitely like the pairing aspect as well. I think I did that. Who did I do that with a couple of seasons ago? I don't know. I feel like every season somebody has like a, sol- a right. nasty pairing. I think like a, a nasty, Mahomes and a Kelsey. Dude, I was just going to say, or, I think an underrated pairing this year might be Mahomes and Kelsey because you can get Kelsey in the first and a Mahomes in the second. That's true. That's, so, ooh, yeah. some knowledge drop here on ATC. Yeah, I like it, man. So, new one that I've actually come up with in the last couple, well, I haven't come up with that I've observed in the fantasy community and tested it out myself is fading out those running backs or going zero running back strat. I just so. touched on it, didn't Did you? Yeah, with, with the wide receiver. I was too busy drinking beer to But no, yeah, to it. 100% agree. And I think out of any year, now's the year to maybe try it out. Dude, fucking try it out. And I think the most interesting thing is, so when I say zero strat, or zero running back strat, your first four to five picks, if you can help it, are pass catchers and quarterback. You know what sucks that I'm just realizing? What? Is that I'm giving away my draft strategy? I mean, who cares? I, I tell everybody what the fuck my draft strategy is, it's and true, I'm still going to outdraft somebody. I don't give a shit, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. When you sent me that video the other day. Of, Which uh, one? Um, it was the guy in the NFL draft, and he's, like, standing up, high-fiving everybody, high-fiving everyone after he just got drafted. And uh, it was uh, – the caption was, like, when you draft a great fantasy team but still missed the playoffs or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The definition <laughs> of mediocrity. Yeah, of me- mediocrity. So funny. And you're all, bro, are you in this room? <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, bro, did they find your draft yeah. tape? <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. But, yeah, yeah, dude, I agree. I agree with the testing, the fading, the running back. And it's fun, it. man. It's different. It is. It is different. Um, yeah. Try it out. Like I said, mock everything first, though. I think we kind of oh, touched dude. on that. Mock everything first. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's fine, too. Another fun one, uh, strategy, um, if you're in a league like ours where you've played with the same pieces of shit the last, I don't know, 12, 13 years, yeah. you should have an idea of you know what your buddies target. Maybe you don't. That's fine, too. But You should? Yeah. Like, I know what you like to go for, and I know like what Redbeard likes to go for. I know what D likes Tight to ends. go for. Yep. <laughs> so uh, know your league mates. Pay attention to the players and their drafting habits. Um, pay attention to the teams that are being drafted around you and yes. what their needs are. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, I think that's another understated one, right? So like yep. if, if you're in a redraft bro and you know, the first three rounds go by and one of the guys drafts a quarterback and he goes wide out, wide out. Well, you know, this guy probably needs a running back at some point. Right. So maybe keep an eye on that, you know? Just knowing what's around you, knowing your surroundings, knowing your league mates, I think that's a good strategy. Another thing that's fun about this too is like I know draft day is stressful, and when you're on the clock, it's stressful, hundred percent. But like, it's, it's always not, well, I always get stuck having to draft around you or fucking Daniel, who are who I would consider one of the better drafters in a league. And I'm like, ho, ho, and I'll ho, always ho. do something like I'll always do an asshole move, like, oh, D's looking for a running back. I have six, but I'm gonna take another one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, bro. I I just want to clarify something. Draft day is not stressful, dude. It's the most fun day of the year. Maybe All for we us. Do, what about our new listeners? We uh, might have new fantasy players. That are, there might be stress. Draft day can be stressful. Oh, my God. Like, dude. imagine the girls drafting. They're probably stressed out the whole time, especially when quarterbacks go runs. I promise you they're not stressed out, dude. I absolutely <laughs> promise you they're <laughs> don't not, Don't even dude. care. They don't give one shit, dude. 
Uh, but yeah, know your league mates. That's a good one. Uh, another strat upside wins championships. This is an interesting one. So every champion has a breakout player on their team, like a player that they drafted late, someone who was drafted and then com- significantly outperformed their ADP. If you can't decide between players that you're looking at, the easiest way, especially in these later rounds, the easiest way is to just go off of what's better upside. So a prime example would be if you faded quarterbacks and now you can't decide between Anthony Richardson and Kirk Cousins, you should go with AR-15 because he has top five upside if he hits. You can also totally flop, and he can also totally flop, but he could also win you the league based on that value. You know who Kirk Cousins is. He's going to be low-end QB1, high-end QB2. So, I don't know. Fucking risk it. Yeah, man. I I agree to this to an extent. I think, and we've touched on this before, you're not drafting upside your first three, four picks, dude. No, you should not be doing that. Yeah, those are first proven five players. Picks, basically. Yeah, your your upside picks are in yeah, like six, seven rounds. Right. That's where you win your ship, right? That's yep. that's how you get over the top. But yeah, I agree. If you are looking to, you know, draft a said Anthony Richardson, um, that could be a potentially huge game-changing play for you, right? Yep. But also to your point, um, you know, if, if I had my chance between Anthony Richardson or Kirk Cousins, I'm definitely going Anthony Richardson, but there's not a problem if for some reason Kirk or another average pass catcher falls back to you to draft him. Yeah. Because then you're going to pair him up. You're basically leveraging your bet on Anthony Richardson. Right. So, yeah, actually, Dee and I talked about this exact idea a few episodes ago when you were not here about you draft that home run hitter, but that you also draft a high floor second quarterback. Yeah, I love that strat for your QB. Especially if it's a high upside player like Anthony. Yep. yep. Cool, man. Number uh, eight, pay attention to coaching changes. So this isn't so much a draft strategy as much kind of like I would put in the maybe season strategies, but they do make a difference. It's easy to get lulled into this when a team sucks. So like you get worried about their fantasy player, the players on the fa- on that team not producing from a fantasy perspective. Think of Brandon Cooks a few years back when he was on a terrible Houston team, but he ended up being a top 10 receiver. Teams are always changing their coaches and off and offenses in favor I will of the never players. Forgive myself for listening to D oh last year. That was so Brandon bad. Cooks. You know, um, what I dropped two of his recommendations: Brandon Cooks and Michael Pittman, and they were both fucking garbage. Dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of these days, we're gonna look at that team and we're gonna do a full pod about <laughs> your thoughts on how you drafted every one of those players because you hit drafted terrible players. Yeah. in that draft. I mean, not. Preseason. Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. Preseason. That was bad. They all had hype, dude. Yeah. Anyways. To wrap up this point, you know, just use the example like the Chargers. With Kellen Moore, they're going to come in, and they're going to attack, and they're going to move the ball quickly down the field. We already saw what Herbert can do in that more West Coast, slow-tempo uh, type offense. So just something, something to keep mindful of. I agree. I think this is one of the better strats to pay attention to is the coaching because at the end of the day, Who's calling the place? The coaches. The coaches. Yeah. yeah. Dude. So you should definitely be aware of who's in what situation. The Kellen Moore situation is a great example. We're definitely going to see more bombs, hopefully, um, from Herbo this season in that Chargers offense. And that obviously is going to catapult him to a level 
hopefully Bulls fans and either a dynasty owner or a redraft owner of Herbo have never seen before. Exactly. So, yeah, man, definitely agree on that strat for sure. And lastly here, guys, um, we've kind of touched on it throughout our strategies, but mock, 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 mock. Continue to mock. If you haven't had your full draft yet, keep mocking because, like I said, there's so many of strategies you can implore. You can go the full pass catcher route. You can fade the running backs. You can go fade QB quarterbacks. Heavy. Yeah, you can fade quarterbacks. You can go elite tight end strategy first, which elite is a tight personal end, elite favorite of mine. This year. Yeah, you can so. do so many. Do you play around with it? And also, I think another um, another aspect to consider with all these strategies is draft position. Yes. So I think that's an undersold statement is that draft position can greatly dictate your draft strategy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So when you mock, mock from every position. Yeah. One through 12. Or if you're 12-man league, we, we go off 12-man league. So we assume you guys play 12-man league. But go off one through 12. One, two, three, all the way through 12. Draft every position because that's the way you're going to figure out what works best for you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then really quickly before we close out, some season in strategies or strategies in season. Um, a, this is a one personal of my favorite. Okay, I'll let you take it away. Stream defenses. Yeah. Don't waste a fucking pick on one of those top end defenses. There's always a defense every week that's going to give you seven plus points if you just give it a shot and fucking stream them. Yeah. You know? Like Brady, you know just as well as I do, defenses are a crapshoot, man. They are. So just fucking stream them. Especially. And just I'm as long to- as you're not getting negative, don't. Okay. Also, don't fucking stream the Raiders yeah and I will say this <laughs> the the streaming the defenses is probably the best uh in season strategy I think because they are such a crapshoot for the sole fact that I don't know if any of the other um fantasy I guess providers I don't know what we want to call them unless they change the yardage rule oh it's God, a you're fucking crapshoot you're still dying on I'm this gonna moment, die on huh? it dude it's yeah. a, such a bullshit rule bro it 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 be I can't even explain it how fucking you can hold a team to three points, but yet you somehow have have three points fantasy wise because you gave up 400, 500 yards, dude. That's fucking asinine, bro. That's a ridiculous <laughs> concept. Such bullshit, bro. Oh, my God. Didn't you miss the playoffs because of that? I don't know, dude, I but it's such a bullshit rule and it needs to change. Someone needs to figure out how to change that because it's garbage. Um, another in season strategy, a favorite of mine Um is <laughs> like streaming defenses to stream quarterbacks. I did oh, it not yeah. too long ago. That I was mean, impressive, dude. especially now more than ever, man. We are in a pass heavy league. There's a bunch of talented QBs. Oh, fuck yeah, there is, dude. You can load up on these core positions like running back and wide out. You can get by with a quarterback off the waiver wire who's going to give you like a 15, 16 points a game, like a Brock Purdy, like a Sam Howell. Shit, I fucking think Jared Goff was on the waiver wire. I don't know how long or many times last year, and he finished as like a top ten yep. QB, dude. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, if you're looking to fade running backs and, you know, build the core of your team, like I said, it's not a terrible strategy. Yeah. So that's just my personal one. Another one, hawk the waiver wire. Swear to God, don't be lazy. Fucking watch the waiver wire and always make sure you have a guy on your roster that you're willing to drop because I assure you these diamonds in the roughs are going to pop, and if you're not looking, you're going to miss them. And you're not going to win a championship. Yeah. So, who's your diamond in the ref this year? Damn, man. Jameson Gamblin Williams. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> my guy, baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just we've been talking so much about Devin A Chain and like like he was a diamond in the rough. Tajay Spears, another one. It's these running backs that like if somebody goes down, they're gonna fucking hit. Yeah. Warren. That guy might just take the job from Najee straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might, you know? dude. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, there's potentially a lot. Lock the waiver sure. wires, man. Get up at 2 a.m., set an alarm clock. Marcus fucking sets an alarm at midnight so that he can patrol the waiver wires. He told think, me he started doing that, and he won a ship because of it. I think D does that, too. You know? so yeah. Because not only does that improve your odds of winning a ship, but you may not necessarily have to utilize our next yes. talking point is your fab if you play in a league i think every league is now fab though right i'm sure there's still some out there that still do the snake order in order of the rankings the yeah. old school approach um if you are in a league that utilizes fab make sure you know how to use it and the correct players to use it on right so when a running back goes down use it on the backup <laughs> yes 100 percent. if a running if any of those running backs go down that we talked about earlier you spend all of you your spend money. a lot yeah you spend definitely a lot you are um, the highest bidder for sure. Do Make not sure you're the use do not use your fab on defenses and fucking kickers. Never, unless Never. it's the playoffs and it doesn't really fucking matter. I would point. argue quarterbacks as well. Don't quarterbacks too. Quarterbacks There's either. always guys there that you can just wait till they clear waivers and then pick them up free agency and save your money. Shit, I would even argue a, to a lesser degree. Maybe wide out. I, I would argue that running backs is probably the flex most. Flex wideouts, I agree. Yeah. There's always a flex wideout Agreed. on the fucking waiver. Agree. 100%. I can give you 10 That's points. what I'm saying. Yeah. 100%. Yes. I think if you're using fab, you're the most valuable position to use it on is a running back. 100%. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, man. I think that's it. That closes us out. This was a bit of a long one. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. The fucking if we, news. Was yeah. Long. Sorry if we bored the fuck out of you, but yep. hopefully you cracked them with us and had some beers and we're just be able to do, you know, relax and rewind and listen to the sound of our shitty, shitty voices. Later, guys. <laughs> Late. <laughs> <laughs>